0: Welcome to the Accusrout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast, where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, Mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business, from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the Accusprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training it's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane, has you covered? Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code ACUSPROUT1MO at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to the AccuSprout Podcast. My name is Stacey Wickham and I am the host. Today I am responding to a DM that I got on Instagram. Jacqueline asked me, um... If I could do a podcast on where to start with social media, she feels like she, she knows that she should or needs to start, but she just doesn't know where. When I first started, I had zero tech skills. I had to learn how to design a website. I had to learn the electronic health records. And these are all the things that I'm sure so many of you are feeling bogged down by. And if you don't have the money to reach out and have somebody build you a website, then you're you're going to have to do that on your own. And I remember just sitting and all I was doing was tech, 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 and I hated it. Um, now, interestingly enough, I really kind of like it. I find it it um, is a really great creative outlet for me. So for those of you who are feeling frustrated because now you have to start all this tech company, basically, you're just your own company of everything, or you're working for somebody else, but you're promoting yourself to get booked. Um, social media is a great way to do that, but it's only going to work if you work, right? So that's any type of marketing. It's interesting to think like, as a new practitioner, you should be thinking like, sort of like how you're going to diversify. Like if you had a bunch of money that you needed to, uh, sock away and plan for the future And you were investing it, you know, they would tell you to diversify your portfolio. Well, I think you need to do a little bit of that with your marketing, but you also need to really market smart. And so I'm going to give you a few ways in this podcast so you can market smart. So. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking a little bit about content creation in general, and then we're going to be sinking into and talking a a lot more about Instagram specifically, which is my social media of choice at the moment. And we're talking about it mainly because that's what I know the most about. I also like it because it automatically, you can automatically just set stuff up so that it also posts on Facebook. So you can kind of get Two for one. And then also I will touch a little bit about how to create content that you can put throughout pretty much uh, quite a few social media streams. Um, just to maximize what you're creating, but I would say that's a little 2.0. And so in the beginning, you just want to really kind of choose one or two to work through. So to get to business in today's episode, we are going to be talking about content creation, where to start, how to generate ideas. What tools I recommend, and then we're going to dive into Instagram, which you can also use TikTok to create reels in Instagram once you get fancy. Um, and we're gonna, I'm going to talk about like how you can create um, a practice of using Instagram in just ten minutes a day. And lastly, we'll be talking about what not to do <laughs> on social media. So to start off with, let's talk about content creation. Content creation can look like just creating one blog post, and then you take pieces of that and you use that in social media. And then you also take a chunk of it with some hyperlinks and stuff and put that in your newsletter. And then you can you want to file it away, of course, too. So everything that you do, you want to put in files so you can go back later and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Two years from now, you'll have all of this content. But before you start creating content, And this is what I think, why I think that everything always feels so overwhelming in the beginning, is that um, we just think we just jump in and we know what to say. And it's really challenging if you don't sit down and write out, like get through the base steps. Like when you plant a garden, you don't just plant a seed and expect it to turn around and you'll see it bloom. It's sa- it's the same thing with marketing. You really, you do this kind of stuff in layers. When you treat patients, you sort of like, instead of giving somebody a drug to fix the situation, we go back and we cultivate the digestion and we get that system going well. And then we make sure that blood's moving and cheese moving, right? So you, you, you work through things in layers and then eventually you will have the results. So we're gonna talk about the layers. So the first questions you need to be asking yourself, and this goes back to all market in general anyway, this is the first thing that we always do when I start talking to people about how to market yourself or how to promote yourself or how to get patience in your door. The questions that you need to answer are, why are you doing this, right? So I would ask Jacqueline, the first thing I would say is like, why? Why are you marketing on social media? What is the end goal? What are you trying to accomplish? And that can look like there are a couple different goals that you can have with marketing on social media. You can actually be marketing in order to create a community. And then who would you who would you try to connect with in order to create that community? So let's say, for example, I'm a sports massage, I, excuse me, I'm a sports acupuncturist, I don't know what I am anymore. I'm a sports acupuncturist or an orthopedic acupuncturist who targets athletes. Okay. Well, then I would want to sort of create a referral base, like who in town works with athletes. And I would think that through. And then I would search through on social media and find those people and like them and start engaging with them. So you're building this community because when people start, um, searching on social media for help, they'll type in keywords and then you will start being linked to all these other people and you will start showing up. Okay. So you want to kind of create that network or that community as well. And that will also create a referral network for you. So that's a really great way to start with social media marketing is by creating this community around what it is that you do. But in order to do that, you have to know who is this for? Who who are you treating? Who who do you want in your door? Who do you want? I went through this exercise with um one of my coaching clients recently, and I, we're always in the beginning so hesitant to say that I want to treat these people, quote, 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 whoever that is, because that means that we're not going to treat all these other people who are knocking at our door. But the truth is, probably they're not knocking at your door. And you want to enjoy your job, you want to be fueled by it. So you want to have the people that you want to see in your practice. So it's okay. I say, if you're nervous, just pick three things. So in other words, pick, you know, if you want to do women's health, treat period pain, endometriosis, and fertility, treat menopause, endometriosis, PCOS, you know, like pick a couple things that you want to do and then focus on those but you're going to build your community the algorithms are going to drive people to you if you're more specific so who is this for and once you know who it's for then you sort of know like well what would they watch what would it, what would be entertaining for them what would be um what would they be reading what would they be interested in reading what would they enjoy would they enjoy coming to a workshop would they enjoy coming to a sound bath healing what would they be doing in their free time where would i find them Um, during the day, where would I find them on social media? Um, and then go to those places, right? Like network with the, you know, the whatever restaurant, make sure you've got that restaurant on or, um, your social media. Anyway, you need to know your people who this is for. So the next question to ask yourself is what is the end goal? So is the end goal to get people on your email list? I mean, is this just a piece of your marketing or is the end goal to get people scheduled on your schedule? Is the end goal just to network with other professionals? It can be any of those, but those are, those feed into what your posts are going to look like and the content that you're going to be creating and putting in those posts. So you need to answer these questions. And last, the last question would be, what is it for? So in other words, this might be your mission statement. We once again go back to the very basics, like what is your mission statement? My mission statement uh, along the lines of the AccuSprout podcast is to help new practitioners um, transition from school to career so that they can treat patients confidently they have a bridge from getting to point a to point b so that they can create the practice of their dreams so that they can find the job of their dreams so that they have confidence right so um a mis- your mission statement it could be i want to help women feel healthy and powerful in their bodies so you sort of need to know why as well. Can you see how all of this is sort of like painting the picture of the room that you're in? It's sort of like um, creating a space for exactly who you want in your practice. So again, just to review very quickly, those questions are, why are you starting this? Are you creating a community? Are you solely just trying to create an educational resource? What, it is, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? The second question would be, what is the end goal? Are you trying to get people to schedule? Are you trying to have this community? Are you trying to just create professionalism by being in the media? Next, what is it for? So what is your business mission statement? My podcast is for new practitioners. It's for uh, creating a resource, a free resource for you guys to have help. is to create conversations around what it is that you need so that our broad community can figure out how to better help support you. And next, who is it for, right? I've already defined mine. Mine is for new practitioners or mine is for athletes who need support in their training, in their competition, in their recovery with their sports injuries or just with performance. So along those lines. Okay. So now that you know all of those things and that you know that you're going to create content, I'm going to talk about how to generate ideas around that. So in an organized manner, so that you don't feel overwhelmed. The best way to do this is to envision um your content in pillars okay you can create as many different pillars as you want but i have found that creating content around five different pillars is a is a way of um having marketing messages and um connecting with people that it, it doesn't feel like it's constant repeat hey i'm doing this hey i'm doing this hey i'm doing this hey i'm narcissistic i'm doing this you know like it it is a little bit softer in the um, delivery, and it will speak differently. You can say the same information in a bunch of different ways. So the pillars that I think are important would be um, information, education, inspiration, testimonials, and calls to actions. So the first one, information, would be like um, you can do hi, my name is Stacy. right? And then do like uh, uh, a little bit of information on you. I did this on my podcast, social media on Instagram, and it was just a picture of me with some things about me. And then a the description, it gave a little bit of, about who I am and what I do, like an introduction about yourself. It can also be like, hey, here are our hours. Hey, we're putting on this workshop, anything that's informational about your practice. The second pillar would be education. Education is going to cover things like, did you know that I treat peripheral neuropathy? Here's some questions that patients have about peripheral neu- neuropathy. This can be done in like a carousel. Carousels are good for this kind of thing. You can also take and do this quarterly where you're like, each quarter you figure out or every three months you figure out, like, I'm going to talk about this topic only for the next three months. And then you can pick a part. Like, I'm going to only talk about women's health for the next three months. And so for the fir- first week, you talk about menopause. Second week, you talk about PCOS. Third week, you talk about painful periods. Fourth week, you talk about fertility. And then you just have all of these topics. Inspirational quotes. This one doesn't. I, I Sometimes I just go with what's going to be a popular blast, honestly, on inspirational ones. because it just creates a bigger reel. And I use use reels or video for this because it tends to go viral if you do that. So that's a really good way to do that. Testimonial would be next. Testimonials can be in the process of like, heard in the office today. And you definitely want to post these things. These are good. And then also too, you should be asking your patients for testimonials. I usually ask for testimonials. I'll treat a couple times, like three times, and they'll come in and be like, that day that they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I can hardly believe it. That is the day you ask for your testimonial. And you'll be prepped for that. You should have um, just tell them that you'll send them an email with the links on how they can do that, right? And then you can do a Google review or a uh, testimonial, or they can just email you something. Um, I do ask for those things. That's very important. You want to put those on your website and you want to put them on social media. So you can do like, even if somebody Doesn't give you a testimonial, but you did hear it. You heard this today. Ah, oh my gosh, I can feel my feet again. It's amazing. Like, heard in the office today would be like the title of your post, and then you could write that out. So, testimonials are really important. Lastly, we want to do a call to action. This goes back to like, what was your main uh, goal with this situation? What was your main goal? So, why are you doing this? What's the end goal? And then your call to actions are going to be around that. Hey, be sure and subscribe or be sure and follow me. Did you know that you could schedule with me? You can even do a post on that. Did you know that you can schedule with me? My hours are blah, blah, blah. Uh, Links in the bio. Did you know that I give a free 20-minute or 15-minute consultation? Click the link to uh, schedule a time where you can ask me any questions you'd like about Chinese medicine and make sure that we're a fit. Okay. So, those are, those are the pillars that I think are important. So, here are some tools that I recommend if you're going to be doing social media. I recommend Canva, first of all, and you'll, you can find Canva on my tools page. That is an affiliate link. Canva has a free account, so you can do Canva for free. I like the paid version because I can utilize and create stuff and store it there, go back to it and change it later. So, I've got like preset um slides and preset carousels all set in my own colors. You can set your own colors and your own fonts so that they're already there and you just click on stuff and it automatically keeps everything on brand. Super nice. The second uh, piece of software would be Hootsuite. Um, you can use Hootsuite or uh, Later Media has or Later.com. So I've been looking into Later Media lately because they're allowing um, creation of reels and scheduling them as opposed to all of my reels I just do on the fly. Um, I might store the draft and then send it live later, but you can really lose stuff that way. I just find that scheduling everything that I want to do is actually more beneficial. So um, Hootsuite has a free version, Later has a free version. Um, I would say just learn how to use these things. Get on there, check them out, schedule your posts, and see what speaks to you as far as like what tech you want to use. If you're going to do social media, one of the things that I really highly recommend that you do is try. To create an email list in conjunction with everything that you're doing. Um, So, Constant Contact, if you're in the US, is a HIPAA compliant email server. So, you can use it for collecting email addresses and you can use it for putting your patients and everybody on a newsletter. Lastly, uh, especially with Instagram, you want to have a link up in your bio where people can access information about you and. Linktr.ee Linktree has a really good sort of like landing page where you can create links like join my newsletter, schedule here. Um, don't just, the the problem is you can put your website link in there, but it's just going to take you to one place, like your homepage. And that's fine. If you want to give them more options and people are sort of trained to go up into your bio and look for this thing anyway, tree is free. It's easy. Some email providers, and you'll have to look at Constant Contact, actually provide a landing page, or you can create a landing page on your website where you have different links. So Whatever way you go, whether it's a landing page, uh, constant contact, I'm not sure if they provide that, or Linktree, I would just probably the easiest, lowest hanging fruit is Linktree. Create that. But you want to make sure that you have the four most important links would be schedule, how to schedule with you. Uh, In other words, schedule for a free consultation button and then link that into your electronic health records. Another one would be your newsletter, Uh, how they can sign up to join your newsletter. You may want to create like a free 10-step guide to Relaxation, like creating a freebie for them is a, is a better way of getting email addresses for newsletters, but they can sign up with for your newsletter on there too. If they want to, if you do a blog, then put the link to your blog so that your new blog posts show up and they can click on that. So anyway, be sure and use that because that's a really important way for people to do what you want them to, to put a call to action for them to schedule with you. So I want to go a little deeper on Instagram right now and talk about the things that you need to make sure that you do on Instagram. So like I said before, you want a a bio. Um, In your bio, you want to say that you're an acupuncturist. I think this maybe seems like, duh. One of the best that I've seen, and I was researching this today, was I'll put this link in the show notes, but, and be sure and join my newsletter, actually. I usually review stuff like this, and show give you all the links so that you, just a quick review so that you can have those links accessible to you in a newsletter. So you can join my newsletter in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to the Accusprout web page on the first page. There's a pop up, one of those annoying pop ups. You can sign up there or you can just go to the contact page and let me know that you want to join the newsletter and I can put you on that way. But anyway, I tend to go over a lot of these things with the, with the links and stuff as, as a review and then give you more information to kind of an added value situation too. So anyway, you want to join my newsletter? Be sure and do that. But, and I will link this person in that newsletter so that you can see exactly how how great she's doing! Honestly, she's got fifteen point nine thousand followers. But anyway, Allison, the period acupuncturist, she/her, and then it says medical and health underneath that. It says so you also want to say what who you help them what what you do. So I help people balance their hormones, have easy periods, and get pregnant naturally, and endometriosis awareness and then her contact, like her link tree, but she's actually got a landing page. So it's a, it's really a great job. So you want to take a look at that because that is a really great way to do that. Like I said, again, keywords. So she said acupuncturist, endometriosis, women's health, you know, periods. So very important. The algorithms don't ride completely on just keywords as far as like acupuncture, but they pick this information up off of your posts as well. So that's key information. I'll briefly wanna touch on hashtags. Once upon a time, we we put 20 hashtags. Now you really only put three to four. Your posts should match your hashtag, right? Okay, so if you're doing a post that looks like you on vacation having birthday cake, do not put acupuncture pod, (laughs) like do, do not put acupuncture on there. Do not. Well, first of all, don't put that on there because it confuses the algorithm. Run a re- run research on them. So, in other words, obviously, um, hashtag acupuncture is going to have like 120,000 followers. That's good. You want to have big groups and small groups. So, I would put acupuncture, and then I might put hashtag women's health, and then I might put hashtag what city you live in, followed by acupuncture. So, like. Bellingham acupuncture, have an incorporation of some higher numbers and some lower numbers. And then also make sure that the picture and everything that you're posting is is appropriate and congruent with the hashtag. Otherwise, you just confuse the hell out of social media. The algorithm doesn't know what to do with you and you will not fare well. You also want a backlink. If you were talking about how lactation blah, blah, blah does this and you're actually networking with a lactation consultant, and it's appropriate, put them in the written content and link them. So the different things that you can do on Instagram are stories. Those only stay up for a brief amount of time, but then they can be categorized at the top of your feed. So you can talk about scheduling and how to schedule with you and how to use app. You can talk about moxibustion Anyway, you can do topic-specific stuff, and the story only stays alive for a very, for very brief time, but all of that information stays at the top. Reels are really popular. Reels are really easy. Reels are the way to get a greater following. If you put your face on a reel, you are going to get more followers. If you don't put a text on it that follows your speech... It's going to fare way lower. So if you're going to be a talking head, which I highly recommend right now, it's very, it's very popular. Be sure and put the text, the scrolling text, and you can find that in captions along with it because that's super important and that will get your ranking higher. Reels also can be utilized. Um, one of the best things that you can do right now is create a seven second reel. You can do that by creating a seven second B-roll. So just film something for seven seconds. Like if you're walking in the forest, seven seconds of that. And then you can take something and put it over top of that. You can put a voiceover over the top of it with music, your own voiceover over music. But if it's just seven seconds, you can put a quote. You can put heard in the office today. This is where you can put that. Um, And you can put those as a photo on top of the video and then it rolls for seven seconds and it loops. And so the algorithm picks it up. When people are looking at it, it's played longer and it gets pushed out to more people. That's a really good one carousels are great because they also keep people on your page flipping, flipping, flipping. They tend to rank a little bit higher too. It's a great way to share information. It's a great way to share steps. It's a great way people love five ways to blah, blah, blah. People love that kind of thing. So you can do any kind of post educational posts that way and get a little bit more information out that way, especially if people are asking you questions. That's a good way to go a little bit more in depth on on a specific topic. Carousels are super easy to create on Canva once again. Um, and then just keep them and you can recreate them over and over again. So you might be ask- wondering how often you should post. This is tough. This is a really tough question. I mean, you want to be healthy, right? I did an interview with Katria Thiel. Thiel. Sorry, Katria. I did an interview with Katria Thiel. Uh, she was a new practitioner. She, had a baby right as she graduated. And so she had a brand new baby and started a practice all at the same time. So instead of going out and networking, she actually created a following on Instagram. And she said that she did it every single day. And she did it sometimes more than once a day. And basically all the online information that I get, so online creators like myself, um, people who do online stuff constantly, they tell you to do it three times a day. Uh, I'm going to say once a day is enough to really create a good following. Three times a day might help you blow up, but I'm not sure that those are going to be your specific people. And, and the thing is, you're not chasing numbers here. You're chasing a very target market, right? You're chasing people that you actually really want to talk to. Not chasing, but you're trying to attract people that you really want to have conversations with and have in your office So, or network with. So it's really not a numbers game that much. So it's not really that important, but you do want to get exposure. So I would say if you can do a post once a day, and if you use something like Hootsuite or you use a programming thing, you can just do all of this all at once and just get it programmed for the month and then let it go. And then and then start creating for the next month. But that's really the best way to do it. Or you can do it like Katria did and she just sat down and did it every single day. Like every day and just posted. And I do that sometimes too, honestly. I tend to create on the fly quite a bit. But what is the least amount that you can do? The least amount that you can do is, is the least amount that you can do. Like even if you just do three, that's enough. If you just do one, that's great. If you're just trying to learn, but you tend to lose the habit if you're only doing it once a week. So... I would say at least three times a week. If you can do it every workday, that's amazing. That's perfect. Like that's enough. Basically, you're just learning how to do this to start off with. Later, it becomes super easy and way faster and less time consuming. So stick with it. So what does your post look like? So whether you're doing just a one picture post or you're doing a testimonial or you're doing a reel, basically you post your reel, post it. And then underneath, you're going to have a little bit of chit chat, a little bit of information. The first couple sentences should house some keywords around that topic. That is another piece of the algorithm that will pick up, right? Or that will get picked up. So once again, you're on topic. Make sure that your hashtags are on topic. Make sure the first couple sentences are on topic with keywords. And then be sure and put a call to action in there too. Um, I often see people just put out all this great information and then you're not even like saying, Hey, did you know you can schedule with me in the bio or, Hey, you can get more information on this topic in this, um, specific ebook that I created. Give those calls to action on every single post. So you've done all of this work. You have, you have your content creation calendar. You have all the software that you need to do. You're creating posts. Now what? how are you, how are you going to grow? You don't grow just by throwing posts out there. It doesn't just work that way. You actually have to engage and uh, do some other things. So here are some steps that I suggest you do just 10 minutes a day. If you do 10 minutes a day of this, your, your audience will grow and you will have more connections and more referral resources and more patients. Okay. So here we go. Things that you need to do. I call this the 10-minute smash. So the first thing that you do, because you've got your post schedule, you know what time they're going to be posted. Go back, take a look about a half an hour after or within an hour to see if anybody's commented. You want to comment on their comments very quickly. Did anybody comment on your stuff? Has anybody DM'd you? Make sure that you're engaging with your audience. Do not ignore them. That sucks. Number two, go back and like and comment on other people's posts in your feed. So encourage other people to post, make a comment, say something's really nice. Yeah, you, you can also auto program this, by the way, you guys, if you're doing this on your phone, you can instantly you can do that like short type, I forget what it's called. So you just type in two letters, and it creates a whole sentence for you, you can do shortcuts like that. Comment on other people's stuff. Don't just like it. Put a comment in there. Because not only, like, honestly, you're driving their algorithm if you comment on it. And that's just a nice thing to do. But it also gives other people an opportunity to see who commented on other, other people's stuff. And then they may go over and, and follow you and like your information. So comment. Another thing that you can do is search your competitors. Find out who's doing in your space, doing exactly what you want to be doing. See who follows them and then go follow the people that follow them and comment and like some of their stuff. Another tip is to hop on and go look at other practitioners in other fields who have your dream patient. So find the massage therapist who has your dream patient. Follow them, like them, comment on it, but then take one extra step and DM them and ask them for co- to go meet you for coffee or something, because those are the people that are going to ne- create this community and network with you. Find a lactation consultant if you're working with pregnant women or mommies. Find find other resources that these people would be utilizing and network with those people. Like them, follow them, DM them, go have coffee with them. Well, these are your people. This is your community. It's a great way to build your Instagram as well. And then you might be able to like start working with them and getting cross-referrals on on social media too. Another tip too, if you don't already know, is that you can actually use audio that's already being used. So if you're watching other people's Instagram Reels and you really like the audio portion, in the bottom right-hand corner, you can tap on the picture and it will take you to save uh, save this audio and then it's in your library and you can actually use that audio later for your own Instagram posts, Reels. Next tip, what not to do. I want you to think about some things, some common sense things first. First of all, you need to stay HIPAA compliant. If a patient gets on there and says something about you treating them or goes into detail, just don't comment. I mean, at the most, maybe give them a little heart emoji or something, but, but really you want to just stay clear of, of any of that. Do not give medical advice. Do not give medical advice. And sometimes I've even had an attorney friend of mine say when people are giving acupressure points to relieve headaches and that and period pain and use this, that's, that's actually medical advice, which is interesting, isn't it? I really don't think that we're going to get chased down and sued for that, but you might consider that. Like, are you giving medical advice when you're doing this? It's just a question you need to have in the back of your head when you're saying all these things you can educate, right? is that education or is that giving medical advice just think about it or you can give a disclaimer when you give when you do the acupressure points i don't know just just be careful about giving medical advice um, a lot of times people will reach out and DM you or reach out in your comments and say, I start asking questions and you can just say, hey, this is a great question for a free consultation visit or a first consultation visit to see if, if I'm the practitioner for you or if we'd make a good team for your health and well-being. So I always just, you know, hey, schedule that free consultation. We'd be happy to talk to you about that. Use that as an opportunity to get people scheduled do not confuse the algorithm with your vacation pictures, right? Do not throw up a bunch of pictures or things that are not relevant to the mission of your social media marketing. This tip is my favorite. This is one of my favorite don't do tips. This is just something I want you to think about because I tend to see it all the time. I think it works really well for some people. It's just not something that I feel like Mm, it's not congruent with the way that I feel that I would do marketing. So this is a me thing. Don't make it a you thing. You make this decision. But if I were a patient who was not completely familiar with acupuncture, and I saw your post with 17,000 needles in somebody's face as a way to rejuvenate (laughs) your face, I would be scared. Honestly, I would be scared. If I see people on your table with needles poking out of them all over the place, I'm curious, but it's it's it can be a little scary looking sometimes, guys. And then too, another one that I've seen is like some practitioner who has squashed the holy moly shaw out of the back out of somebody's back. Their whole back looks like they got ran over by a UPS truck. Think about that. Like if somebody is new. And they're just curious about acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And they see a post is and that they're like, oh, is that what I'm going to look like when I leave? And, it, and maybe you didn't explain that this is not a bruise. This is the person is not seriously injured. You know, like, man, just be careful about your visuals around needles and gua sha and um, just be careful. That's all. Just be careful, be thoughtful about it. Use it if you want to. Like, I don't care. Like, that's cool if it's working for you. And I'm sure it does work for some of us. But for me, I'm just always like, dude, I don't I have friends who are skittish. People who are skittish about needles. And you've got yourself on a reel poking yourself in the face with needles. So think about it. But you're gonna attract somebody who's not afraid to get poked in the face with needles to be pretty, right? Or to be younger looking or healthier looking or more vital. You do you, whatever you choose. You do you. Another tip, be consistent. Be consistent. It's like brushing your teeth. Just be consistent and, and you'll have rewards later. You had to be consistent to get through school. Be consistent here too. You got it. Another tip for of things not to do, be perfect. Don't be perfect. Don't be perfect. Don't aim for perfection don't aim for perfection, just aim for good enough. And sometimes even good enough for right now, and then just try to make the next one a little bit better. That's all. These do not have to be perfect. People will forget. People won't even go back and look or they'll look and they don't care. People don't care. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Do not put one hour into one post. I mean, it may take a little time in the beginning to learn how to do stuff, but don't spend so much time on here that you're not living your life. Like don't do that remember progress over perfection. So again, this is just, if you view this as just a learning experience and you're testing it out, if you're not sure that you want to do social media, even if you just do it for a season, I'm a big fan of trying things out for a season. So three or four months will give you enough intel, enough information it will give you enough time to learn how to do everything. It will give you an idea of this, if this is something that you can stick with. It will give you feedback on um, what people are interested in and what people might want to come see you for. And um, it will give you intel in so many different directions, like how, how you want to network with. Who do, who do you want to network with? You're just gathering information. Don't be perfect. Don't Don't get stressed out about it. Take your time. And, um, honestly, I sort of hated the process in the beginning. Now I find this whole situation as just another creative outlet. And I really kind of enjoy it mostly. I'm always time, time skunked, but, (laughs) but I do enjoy the creative possibilities with social media marketing. Okay. So I really appreciate the question. Thank you, Jacqueline, again, for the conversation, the direct message conversation on Instagram about how I could help you out. I really appreciate you letting me do this and giving me the inspiration to sit down and um, share information about social media marketing. So. If there's any questions or anything, please shoot them to me. You can always access me on Instagram or you can hit my contact page on the AccuSprout.com website. Take care and until next time. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.